Fishing like a local isn't just about catching fish. It's about connecting with the environment and the people who call it home. It's about hearing the stories and traditions that have been passed down for generations and sharing unforgettable moments with the people you meet along the way. Fishing like a local is having an experience that stays with you forever. And with Fishing Booker, you can experience it too, no matter where you are. Discover your next adventure on Fishing Booker. With threats to our nation waiting around every corner, adaptability is more important than ever. When conditions change without notice, quick strategic thinking is crucial. And with obstacles consistently impending, determination is essential in overcoming them. It's this willingness, decisiveness, and resilience that sets Marines apart. With our fighting spirit, we don't just fight battles, we win them. Marines are the constant our nation counts on to fight the unknown. And through adaptable problem solving, we do just that. Learn more at Marines.com. All right, welcome back to the Outdoor Drive Podcast. We are episode 112. 112. That kind of got a ring to it, right? Well, yeah, well, whatever. It's your boy, East Coast Trev, and as always... This is Steve. What's up, Steve? Oh, same old, man. Just trying to keep everything rolling, seasons rolling in. We're uh, on that verge of mid to late rut, rolling into postseason, mm. and things are getting a little wild, so... Coming into that home stretch. Uh, yeah, no, absolutely. I, it's kind of like we've been grinding so damn hard, like hunting. We hunted in Ohio, then came home, and then still hunting every single day. Like, it's been uh, it's been kind of crazy, and it's that time of year. And then definitely to be home and trying to podcast and everything else and work and grind, and it's just been nuts. It's been absolutely nuts. But it's nice to get it get it up and out of the way. Oh, for sure, dude. But it's definitely worth it. The grind is... The grind is real. Yeah, man. Well, you you even you went home, and then you went off to camp. Yeah, got back, put in a couple of days of work, and then uh, we rolled right back down. Did a little Veterans Day hunting down at uh, hunt camp, and it was wild. It, it wasn't as crazy as it was while we were in Ohio. We did get mm-hmm. quite a few pictures of some decent bucks running around. Saw some absolutely wonderful bucks. Um, little different down there hunting though. You're not in the open. You can't see. Usually you got about a 15 foot wide window and they get about three steps and they're gone. So it, it's kind of like jump shooting. And oh. that, I mean, that's, that's really what made it tough, but that's also why I don't hunt it with a bow. <laughs> so we, we go down there and we take the rifles and we just let her rip. Yeah, there's nothing wrong with that, dude. That's a good time. But it's also the only place I know in Virginia I can take my 300 and sit there and get me a nice long shot because ain't many places here you can do it without a licensed range. So That's awesome. I, I, I did confirm I can still shoot a long ways very accurately because I killed the living shit out of a pine tree. <laughs> <laughs> right where I was pointing. Well, uh, at, least, at least you brought the 
you brought Killa Kim with you, so she was able to. Oh yeah, yeah. Down. I can I can proudly say that uh, I can rely on my wife to put the meat in the freezer. <laughs> hey, well, at least you're relying on somebody. <laughs> hey, what can I say? I, I Huge was told. Congratulations out. to her, actually, because always getting it done. I think it was awesome. Oh yeah, year in year out, she's that person you can take to a camp where they haven't seen in ten years. She'll sit in a stand and she will kill something in the first two days. It, I was. It never I fails. was. Is it, was it kind of bad that I was sitting on social media waiting for a picture of Kim to come in with a deer? Oh, yeah. Well, see, I wasn't that's waiting the, for you. <laughs> that's the sad thing is down there where we are, there's literally like no service. So right. I would, if I sent something, it would take, you know, three hours before it actually sent. Mm-hmm. And she had killed the deer. I'd got some real good pictures on the, the R5. And I was like, well, I don't want to send a cell phone picture because these things are nice. But I got down there and tried to transfer it to my phone, and there isn't even enough service to do that. So I was like, ah, this is going to wait till we get home. But yeah, it, it was great. She got a nice little five point, and uh, just crazy. She had seen an absolute slob 20, 30 minutes before, and it came in behind. She couldn't make the adjustment because it's there's nothing, nothing, and there's a deer on top of you. Right, And when she tried to adjust to get the shot, she spooked it, it busted and bailed. I actually think that's the same deer I took the shot at 300 yards away as it looped back around the property to get behind her, trying to get off the property. And I was set up in a way that I could see the entire edge of that chunk of woods. And it busted, came around. I saw it, it poked its head out. And instantly I was like, okay, at 250 yards when you can see that much bone, it's a big deer. So I got the gun up, you know, and I centered in and got set. And he took a step out. I was like, okay, I've got vitals. So I get the crosshairs on and he starts to quarter and turn to go back into the woods. So I was like, okay. As he turned, I squeezed it off. I mean, shot and I heard that thump and I went, that wasn't a watermelon. (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> so it's like, well, my hope, I looked through the scope down there, you know, it was, it was a 234 yard shot, couldn't see anything. So I was like, okay, well maybe he fell right inside the trees. Cause anything that gets hit by this particular round that I've got built, you hit it, it hits the ground. Even if you shoot it in the ass, doesn't matter. Couldn't see the deer. So I was like, okay, well he probably stumbled in or fell into the woods. So I can't see. So I gave it half an hour and then I crept up. And as I was getting right where the deer was standing, I could see this tree with a glaring patch of fresh wood just stuck out. Ugh. Looked like a target. And I was like, oh, crap. And I walked up and I could see where he jumped. And that deer, when he had turned, had turned exactly in line with this tree. You know, and we're talking 10 minutes before there's actual sun, you know, early shooting light. So you can't really differentiate the grays between grays with the foliage down there. And he had turned just right in line with this tree that I smoked this tree. And I was like, you've got to be kidding me. I was like, really? This, this curse just, it will not go away. It's not just the bow. It's not Ohio. It is just a full on curse. So you are stuck in it. It's like quicksand, bro. <laughs> it's taking you down with it. That's all right. I, I mean, it's all good. It's one of those things. It happens. That it when would, it breaks, it's going to be for all the right reasons. If I wasn't, uh, let me rephrase that. I get extremely frustrated right now. Mm-hmm. But that's 
because of the passion, because I, I, at this point, it's just how bad that I want it. Like, I'm mm-hmm. going to keep doing it, and I'm going to keep kicking myself in the ass and keep getting pissed off when Murphy's Law kicks in and, you know, every bad luck thing can happen. But I'm going to keep doing it to myself because eventually it's going to pay off. But at the end of the day, That's we got we brought meat home. Neighbor, he smoked a, a beautiful nine point, but, you know, down where they are, they get a lot of deer because they're running dogs in North Carolina. And mm-hmm. he ended up sending me home with some of the meat off of that buck, so... We got reserves in the freezer. We've got deer coming out into the food plots here, and it uh, won't be long before they start daylighting. So this colder weather is going to have them up and into the greens a lot earlier than other places. So I, I feel the same as you do as far as, like, nothing can go right. Like, I cannot get a shooter buck within range. Yeah. I can't do it. Like, I came home, jumped in the stand the next day, hunted all day long, Um seen a couple of deer, nothing really crazy. And then I had hunted, uh, the next day. Yeah. I was in the next day and, uh, I was in stand new property, set up a stand, went in there, hunted. Um, there was, I had uh older buck. I was going to shoot that. It was like a, it was like a trash buck, but needed to die. It was an older buck. Right. Couldn't get a shot on it. I go to stop it. The thing keeps walking real fast. I'm like, <laughs> all right, whatever, dude. I, does it, obviously, you've had problems before. So um, then the next day I went in and I sat the stand again. And first light, doe blows upwind to me. And I'm like, what the heck? Two seconds later, a deer comes running in at 20 yards. I seen bone, but it had stopped its head right behind like this bush, kind of beech tree bush. And I couldn't see its full antlers, but it was low light, first light. Yeah. And I could see the bone, but I'm like, do I smoke it? Do I not? I'm like, no, I'm going to hold off. I'm going to hold off. I know it's a buck, but I don't think it's a big one. I'm going to hold off. The thing's standing there and it starts to walk away. And I'm like, <laughs> you got to be kidding me, yep. bro. Like, that deer it. was like 120, 125. Like I was like, oh man, I like, that would have been a good one. And uh, so then I didn't realize it. And then I watched a big deer chasing a doe. And what happened was that he had pushed that buck off and he had come out in front of me. Now these two are running around around there and the little buck's trying to go over there. So now I know what's the big buck. And I'm like, all right. So I go to grunt and there's a deer 40 yards to my right, dude, and runs right into like 15 yards and starts scraping the ground. And I'm like, all right, well, I'm going to shoot this one. And he's looking straight at me, looking straight at me, and then turns and walks straight away behind a tree. And I'm like, you got to be kidding me. So the big buck starts to come in and he starts to come down the path and he's coming down, coming down. And then he sees the littler buck. And what does he do? Run after the little buck. After the little buck. I'm like, you got like, can this not go right? Like what in the world's going on? And then I see him, the big buck comes in, grabs a hold of the doe and breeds a doe right in front of me at like 50 yards. And I'm like, dude, that's wild. Like, that's so cool. And then those two went off and then the little buck kind of hung out and then kind of went up to where they were, stood there for about 15 minutes, literally stood there like motionless for 15 minutes and then ended up taking off. And I was like, that was wild. It was probably better than me actually killing the buck. Like the, so the buck that I did see was probably 130, 140, the big right. one. And then the little one was probably like 120. But I was like, I wanted it so bad. And then, you know, then I hunted tonight and then I got blown at. And I'm like, dude, what? No, like nothing can happen right, dude. Like nothing, nothing can happen right. So like I'm getting so frustrated, but it is what it is. That's why Seeing we keep deer, grinding, man. 
We just it is what grinding. it is. You're seeing them. It's not, you know, it's bow hunting, man. You know, Wednesday goes into gun season. So we'll pull out the guns on Wednesday and go after it on Wednesday. Cause the thing that sucks is, I mean, hunting a lot of public land here, you can't shoot with a lesser weapon. So right, which... I have to now go out and chase my deer with a gun, which is not really what I want to do, but it's what I'm going to do because I'd rather me chase the deer and shoot it than somebody else. But it is what it is, man. It is what it is. Gotcha. Well, so we can uh, just keep after it. Yeah, just just keep tracking along, keep trudging along. You know, that grind will come around. That late season, everything's going to shift back, and uh, then we can go in on what we know. Yeah, we're just having fun, man. You know, just out there doing what we do, bro. Hey, if if it was easy, the Girl Scouts would do it. That's right. Well, like, I'm most of the Girl Scouts have actually whooped my butt this year. <laughs> yeah, okay. I was going to say. <laughs> yeah. This year, a lot of big deer have gone down everywhere. Mm-hmm. Everywhere. Even in places you wouldn't expect it. There are big mm-hmm. deer dropping. They're it, still going down. It, it's great to see. I'm, I it love is. sitting here watching it. But, I mean, it's just such an odd year. It's like we've hit mm-hmm. everywhere that it's not happening. <laughs> right. That's how I hey, feel. It is. Yeah, but it, I mean, it is, but it isn't, you know what I'm saying? But whatever. Is All right, what Steve, is. let's, let's, let's thank those that, uh, that kind of stand behind us and partner with us. Definitely brother. Go ahead and run them through. All right, let's run them through. We'll start off with latitude, latitudeoutdoors.com. Um, they have the metalist method two and also the classic two saddles. If you guys haven't gotten mobile and gotten to saddle hunting, now is the time Get on over to latitudeoutdoors.com. Also, with being mobile, Novix Tree Stands, Novix. I, what is their website? Novix, Novix Outdoors. Outdoors. I knew that. I didn't know that, but I've just seen if you were paying attention. Novixoutdoors.com. <laughs> Use promo code Outdoor Drive 15. Save yourself 15% on um, the Novix Tree Stands. If you guys haven't checked those out, we're running the minis right now for our saddle setups, and then we're running the uh, their full full size stand. Um, as a permanent stand. So get on over, check those guys out, save yourself 15%. Also Gator Outdoors, GatorOutdoors.com. Be the reason. Uh, if you guys have not joined um, the Be the Reason movement, you're going to want to go and do that. Um, it's actually really cool. You can get a t-shirt and a hat and then a QR code and you save and you keep just promoting. And then the more people that you bring in, uh, the more stuff that you'll you'll get for free or cheaper and so on and so forth. So we're building the building the reason if you don't know how to join get on any of our social media platforms and just scan the qr codes we have posted and that'll take you right to the link that'll take you right there uh nor'easter game calls nor'easter game calls.com um get them in close they make our evolution series grunt tubes there actually is another dozen that are up on the website i don't know how long that they're going to last because the drive for them has been insane uh, we sold a pile of those, um, but Mark did just make another dozen. So those are out there on NorEasterGameCalls.com. Pretty cool. Pretty good. Yep. Pretty awesome. For sure. So, and also New Era Archery, Zeus Broadheads. If you guys aren't shooting Zeus Broadheads, you probably should should probably start. They are the sickest Broadheads on the market. Now that they have the new silver ones um, with the new uh Silver the new ferals and new tips. And they are disgusting. Let me disgusting. tell you, disgusting. They came back even stronger, harder, and and better. 
I mean, we purposely shoot deer in the shoulders because of the Zeus broadheads. Um, hey. If you guys don't know anything about them, you might want to go and learn something about them. Deer with a busted shoulder can't run far. <laughs> That's right. Breaking hearts. <laughs> so, buddy, what do you think, man? We got a really uh, intricate story. Somebody who is uh, – talk about beast mode. Um, something it's, – it's an incredible story and, and one that I think that everyone – should thrive to even be close, relatively close to doing what, what he does. Yeah. I mean, he's literally taken the pick a buck, target buck, hunt the buck, kill the buck to a whole new level. I mean, a six year journey in the stuff he did in the places he went to get after this deer is insane. Like I think it, sorry, Steve, I didn't mean no, to you're good, you man. You're good. <laughs> I don't think that people understand the the relatively. Re- I can't even talk tonight. That's like the fourth time that I screwed up a word. Um, <laughs> people don't understand what they actually have to go through here. Like we talk about the big woods of New England, or you know the the hills of the Blue Ridge, and so on and so forth. But I think Pat kind of puts the whole realm into what it's actually like being in in those woods and working towards killing a mature monster whitetail in the Northeast. Yeah, I. you hear about big woods hunting, and most people attribute that to spot and stock or trailing or tracking in the snow. This dude is hunting these deer in the big woods like you would hunt a big deer in the Midwest. Mm-hmm. Only I, that's, a, that's a great yeah. reference back to it, honestly. I mean, he's literally doing the same thing, only 20 times worse, in way worse conditions, in way worse terrain, in way worse everything. I mean, where he shot this deer, I'm still confused how he shot it. He showed us pictures and videos. This mountain laurel that he shot this deer in, you couldn't see the deer as it walked under you, and he still pulled Mm -hmm. it off. So just to give you an idea, this was no slouch. This was an absolute manhunt for this deer. Absolutely. And if you guys haven't already, uh, we'll have some short videos, uh, pictures, so on and so forth over on our YouTube page. If you guys haven't gone over there, make sure you do get on there, subscribe, subscribe to the, also our iTunes, uh, give us a five-star review. Check that out. For sure. Well, enough of us blabbing on. Let's, uh, let's just get into the story, dude. All right, we're back on the phone with Pat Burns, man. How are you, brother? I'm doing well, man. I'm doing well. I appreciate you guys having me on here. Hey, thanks for taking the time and uh, coming on here with us, man. We, uh, I know it's not an easy thing. No, no, no. I love this shit. <laughs> yeah, you have to, right? You think? <laughs> <laughs> well, why don't we get this thing underway, man? Why don't we'll turn this key and get this thing in overdrive? Why don't you tell everybody who you are, where you're from, and a little bit about what you do? Yeah, yeah, yeah. I'm a... Uh... Pat Burns. I, I live in, uh, you know, Massachusetts, kind of the western part of the state. Uh, and, you know, I, I live for, you know, just exploring outdoors, hunting, just anything that, uh, you know, gets you gets you unplugged from our current uh, society. There's nothing wrong with that. I think we're all in the same boat I like there. the way you said that, our current society. <laughs> well said. So, so what do you do? What's your, what's your full-time like day job, nine to five? Um, it's definitely not nine to five. Now I got my own, um, my own business. Uh, you know, I do film, so I do a lot of, uh, shooting and editing 
a ton in the you know kind of music world with mm -hmm. music videos hip-hop artists uh you know i'll do campaign ads i do stuff for brands so that kind of affords me the the ability to kind of create my own schedule unless I do have a shoot. And lucky for me, a lot of people aren't, you know, at least the clientele I have isn't shooting during the fall, which gives that, you know, gives me plenty of time during that part of the season to be able to do my own thing. And uh, yeah, you know, same thing when it comes to, you know, my clients that need editing stuff that I do, I, you know, I'll stay up late and knock that stuff out. So that way I can have some daylight time to be able to explore. That's awesome, man. So, so not only are you a big time hunter, but you're also a big time shed hunter. Is that kind of where like it all starts for you when you, when you get yourself into the woods or. Yeah, it's kind of a combo. I mean, I think I never, I never even knew shed hunting was really a thing until I, you know, I just stumbled across some, you know what I mean? And then I, you know, it was a, it was a, it was a dope experience. And from them, I, then I started just kind of seeking that out you know and then i had met a couple people along the way some uh you know older hunting mentor friends that that's part of their whole game plan too you know so so i started keeping that as part of mine you know it's it's i mean i think you learn the most in the off season you know it's like anything else I man you do you know a brain surgeon does a, a shit ton of work before he actually cuts into your skull you know what i mean so you, you gotta put that time in ahead of time and uh you see better results that way so when did you get into the outdoors? I mean, did you grow up in a family of outdoorsmen or cause it sounds like you, you had yeah, mentors yeah. and stuff like that. So, yeah, I'm kind of, a, um, I'm an odd breed, man. I grew up, uh, I grew up in the city, you know, as a, as a young kid, but my father and my grandfather, um, on my mother's side hunted a lot. They hunted in Maine. And then I got transplanted out of the, the, you know, kind of the inner city to the woods of Maine at like, 12 13 so so i literally went from you know like a, you know housing projects urban environment um blue collar stuff to rural maine and then you know it's kind of that's kind of why you know the, i have the dynamic of who i am i literally will be doing some hip-hop music video working with you know some big name artists and then you know three hours later i'm like getting into the woods you know it's hilarious i got texts from a bunch of my buddies that are in the hip-hop game that that uh, see me doing this stuff and they, they just laugh and they send me funny texts and shit. So <laughs> Dude, that's they make awesome. fun of you because they're not used to it. Right. <laughs> yeah. It's funny, man. I, I like to kind of be someone that bridges that gap on both sides. You know what I mean? Because, you know, I got some good old boy country friends too, that, that never really understood the other side of things. You know what I mean? Like kind of the, the city urban, mm -hmm. urban, you know, part of me. And, and I think that, uh, you know, I get to educate, you know, both sides on the two cultures and kind of fuse them together and just, you know, we all want the same shit at the end of the day, man. We want to be free, have fun, enjoy life, raise our families, make some money, do the shit we love and just keep it pushing, you know? Absolutely. Absolutely. So let's dive into the outdoor world of, of yourself. Now you've, you've not only killed a couple of big bucks, but I mean, secondively got the sheds from them and targeted those deer and went after those deer. Why don't you go into a little bit of that and how it works for you? Yeah, well, let me start with this. I come from a family of addicts. Um, <laughs> <laughs> that that was literally, a, should have been a high on Pat. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> no, I mean it's it's true, really. Like I have um, uh, little you know siblings that, that struggle with that. My parents were you know uh, struggled with it. Cousins, uncles, aunts, and I'm somebody who you know I don't I don't drink. I don't I don't do any any drugs or anything like that i've always kind of filled that void with other shit you know whether it was when i was trying to rap you know spending 
hours and hours writing and recording songs and learning how to do it. And then now with, with outdoor stuff, it's the same thing. I just kind of, I dive in everything I do, you know, it's just, I just go full speed and, and it's a, it's a double-edged sword, you know, cause sometimes I'm sure it gets uh for people that go with me, shed hunting and shit or whatever. They're like, bro, we're 19 miles in and it's five o'clock yep. and there's no fucking way out of here. You know? And I'm like, dude, we got like, just got to get up over this snow, bro. I'm telling you. So, um, so yeah, man, I, you know, I, 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 I love it, man. I love it. Um, uh, I know I guess a little sidetrack there, but no, it's um, perfect. Yeah. Yeah. No, that's, I mean, that's what it is, man. So, so for you now, you not only will kill a big buck, but will find the sheds consecutively year after year after year. Oh yeah. 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 I, that's, that's part of it. So like, that's like the second place trophy for me. You know what I mean? You know, it's like the, it's like the runner up. If I get the sheds, it's like, it's like, I didn't get the job done, but I got it done. And, and it's funny, man. Cause now I'm getting to the point, you know, with, with this latest achievement, I literally am to the, like, I, I haven't been in the woods since, you know what I mean? Like I, my tree stand right now, my climber is still probably four feet wrapped around the tree with my, my, you know, like pull up ropes hanging there wrapped around some shit, the price stuff on the ground. Like I, I meant to go back today, but I didn't, you know, so I, I really haven't even thought about going back in because, you know, I, I like, I like the comp, I like the challenge that it presents, you know, but once you, like, I, I feel like I don't know what to do. You know, I'm kind of lost right now. I'm like, damn, what, what do I do now? I don't want to just go out there and shoot some average, you know, random. It could be a good deer. And I I feel like I don't have the same relationship. I don't have the same dynamic. I didn't put as much effort into it. There's no history there. So it almost doesn't make sense. So I think for me, that's a big part of it is being able to kind of find some sheds and then have that start off the story or get a picture of, you know, something, try to chase it, see if you can get some glimpses of it. And then if not get the sheds and then build that story around it and keep kind of chipping away at it. So um, for me, it's, it's, it's really the, the, the whole story and trying to like live the life of this specific, you know, deer that you're hunting, you know, really trying to figure it out. Cause where I'm at too is, there's a ton of woods, you know, it's not like it's in backyards or anything. Like I don't, I was talking the other day. I don't even know if this particular deer that I got is ever set foot on pavement ever. You know, like, I think it's just never, there had no reason to cross any roads or anything like that. You know, it's, it's, it's out there, out there. So just trying to dissect how they live in their environment and, you know, what makes them tick and the reason that they end up in certain places is, is, uh, it's cool, man. It's like some detective work shit, man. I feel like I'm on you know, CSI or something like that, except for I'm the killer too. <laughs> well, it's, it's funny you used, it's funny that you say that because like you're hunting a big woods area and a lot of people that listen to us, they don't, they don't like some people listen, you know, hunt big woods, but they don't really understand what big woods actually is. Cause we have a lot of people that listen from the Midwest and they hunt a lot of agriculture. And, and then there's a lot of people that are kind of in the mix, like Stephen being down in the blue Ridge. So that's kind of big woods, but nobody understands new England, big woods unless you've actually hunted new England, big woods. Yeah. It, it, it's, it's a different breed for sure. Um, and, and there's levels to that too, even, you know, I, I'm just getting back from Maine. I went up there this weekend to go hunt up there and it's even that's like just another level of, of it just because it's so thick and nasty up there. You go to certain parts and it's just like, you just don't got a chance. You know what I mean? It's just like, mm -hmm. Holy shit. It's just thick as hell. And I mean, where I'm at thick too, but yeah, North, I think the Northeast is, you know, we don't, we don't get a light shined on us very often um, because it's so difficult to hunt up here. You know, I feel like, 
you know, certain, it's just more challenging, you know? Um, and then to shoot a caliber deer or the caliber of deer that you've shot. I mean, you had your drop time buck and then you had this buck that you've been chasing. Did, did you even yeah. name this buck or is it just, Oh yeah, no, it's the, it's the electric buck. Oh yeah. Oh, the electric. That's right. The electric buck. Oh yeah. Yeah. He had, he had a name from, from the first picture that I got of him. I named him that, you know, I, it just, as he went by, it literally looked like, just looked like electricity on his head in the picture. You know, I just couldn't tell what it was. It just looked, it's like a foggy morning mess you know i was like the fuck is that looks like electricity and then you know that was that's where the name began so why don't you dive into it man like where did this all start with the electric buck and 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 kind of take us through kind of everything because i think that the story is very important to this whole entire yeah 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 um in 2016 i was just you know kind of poking around looking for spots to hunt in this area that I, that I spend a ton of time now is with my son um, who was super young and we're just, we're poking around these woods. I'm looking at, you know, different ridges, places to set up cameras and, and whatnot. And I, you know, I stumbled across this shed, you know, and it, you know, it's like a good heavy mass friggin', you know, like a half of a 10 point and it's, but it's got like a nice, uh, it's got like a big kicker off the side of it. And, you know, I've never really found, a shed like that or something of that size ever, you know? So I found that then we're looking around. I'm like, Oh, the other side could be here, you know? And, and then, you know, probably 30 feet away, we found the other side, which is the same situation. It had like a couple kickers off it and big bladed, um, you know, just thick, heavy, heavy rack. And I was like, Holy shit. Like, I guess there's some good deer out here, you know, let's go. So, uh, you know, found those sheds, um, started, started putting cameras around based on that you know i was like all right there's got to be some good ones here I, you know probably put eight or ten twelve cameras out in that general area on every like run that i found or you know any any scrapes or anything like that and you know i got pictures of good deer but i never had a picture of that deer so i, I thought you know maybe maybe he died maybe you know these sheds could be two years old you know maybe somebody got them you know i wasn't that familiar with the area um you know, fast forward the next year, you know, kind of expanded the search a little bit, shed hunted some more, um, put more cameras out in different areas. And, uh, you know, that year I ended up getting a picture in November, but I didn't realize it was him until shed season that year. You know, the, at the end of the season, I was uh, shed hunting again with a buddy and we found one side, we found the right side and it had two kickers off at this time, you know, big heavy rack. And I'm like, could this be the same, you know, could this be the same deer, you know, and then I'm going through trail cam pictures. Cause you know, when I lay there bored in bed and I just scroll through pictures and daydream, you know, um, <laughs> and I see this picture and I'm like, just, I just put two and two together. I'm like, Holy shit. That's, that's who that is. Like, that's, that's why that picture looked like that. Cause he had the two kickers coming off the side and it looked, you know, just, it looked like electricity. So, you know, found that then at that point I was, you know, started expanding the search even more for the next year. So now I'm like, all right, he's, he's coming into this area from somewhere else. He's not really living here, you know? So I spread out even more, you know, and when I'm, when I'm expanding, I'm in the beginning, you know, hindsight's 2020, but in the beginning I was moving, you know, a couple hundred yards this way, a couple hundred yards that way, you know? Um, but eventually I learned that it, I should have been going a couple miles in the other direction to really get to where he was. Um, but yeah, the next year, you know, I put some more cameras out, expanded. I started getting like a lot of pictures of him, you know, then, you know, 2018, I was really getting pictures of him a lot, you know, on a bunch, on a bunch of different cameras, but it was always like two in the morning, you know, 3 AM, 
eleven fifty five p.m. Just stuff like that. So I knew I was still way off, you know. Um, that year, some guy ended up finding the sheds. Once shed season came, I, I was like determined to try to track those sheds down, and and I ended up meeting a guy uh, who found the sheds uh, on a dirt road. You know, like there's a there's one kind of dirt road that separates this property and uh goes to, to like a feeding area and this guy found the sheds you know so th- it was another piece of the puzzle though so it's still it still gave me information even though i didn't get the sheds you know what i mean i didn't get them but that piece of the puzzle helped me kind of be like all right i was here getting pictures this guy found the set sheds here a couple miles away let me start concentrating in the middle um that next year, 2019, same thing, way more pictures, you know, closer to daylight, but still, still not, still not able to get any real daylight pictures of them, you know, uh, shed hunted the shit out of that season, ended up finding one side. Um, I was on them pretty good in the winter time. at that point. Um, I would, I would be shed hunting, but also, you know, I use, I started using my cameras as part of my shed hunting tactic, you know? So, you know, if there was a little bit of snow, even though the season was over, I would be backtracking, you know, uh, finding all the feeding areas and throwing cameras on those feeding areas to be able to kind of get, get glimpses of, you know, him and the other bucks. So I I would do that. And I, you know, get a little bit closer to where he was coming from. Then, you know, I found one side that year, next year, expanded the search a little bit more in 2020 and, started really now i started getting like i remember i i got some velvet pictures one time and it was like two in the afternoon you know and i'm like oh shit now now i'm getting somewhere um tons of pictures all through 2020 had one encounter with them i believe in um november and uh it's 2020 it was crazy it was full of drama too that same guy that found the sheds ended up being like kind of a piece of shit uh dude uh, he, he just tried to do, I think he was j- jealous in a way that, you know, cause he had found the shed. So that obviously inspired him as well, you know? So, you know, he hunted as well. So he was like, all right, I'm on this deer. So he was kind of doing stuff and trying to throw a wrench in my efforts and trying to like get information from me. And so where, where are you getting pictures of me? You know, and I'm in the woods, buddy, you know, like that's, that's where I'm getting pictures of. <laughs> yeah, like, what do you want me to do? Oh, Give yeah. you like, all the yeah. information. <laughs> yeah. Like you, you found him on a road, bro. Like, figure it out, you know, do what I did. But yeah, this guy went, went as far as to like, at one point he posted on social media. He literally, he, cause he had trail cam pictures on the, uh, on the edge of this uh, place where the thing was feeding. He posted a picture, a couple pictures, or he had some other minion of his do it and literally, you know, pretty much dropped a pin. Check out this buck that I got on my camera coming by, blah, 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 blah. In this place, blah, 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 blah just trying to get, you know, there's like 20,000 members of this hunting page that are all (gasps) in the same area. So immediately I'm literally getting texts from like all of my buddies who are aware that I'm hunting this deer that know about them, you know, and that they're like, dude, what's this? Did you see this? Did you see them literally getting blown up? And I'm like, this dude's such a piece of crap. You know what I mean? Just, he's just trying to, you know, in his mind, he was, his, his buddy was saying that, uh, yeah, you know, if we get more guys in there kind of pushing them around, we all got a better chance. And I'm like, guys are the worst, bro. So either way, um, 2020 was, was that. And then I had other people kind of creeping in from different angles and, and, you know, other guys 
just exploring that ended up close and, and having pictures. So, so it was like the pressure was getting on at this point. So now it's like the words out, you know, like people, people are aware of him and, and I'm, you know, I'm still trying to like keep my cool and composure and stay focused on the mission. And regardless of like the fact that this other guy's like 500 yards away, maybe, and, and, and setting up in a stand, you know, I have one duty into uh, being a good friend of mine now, but this guy ended up within 50 feet of a tree that I was hunting this buck in, you know, uh, <laughs> set up in a tree and, and shot another decent deer, uh, and during that year, um, that I had a picture of on a trail camera that I got the electric buck on all the time, 15 minutes before this guy killed the deer, you know, like he killed, you know, so he's, he was, he was that close. And luckily I became cool enough with him that, you know, he kind of pulled out of the area based on, you know, you know, I just went there and, talked with him and shit and he became he, we were cool so it was just full of drama and shit man it was crazy and in 2020 i ended up um going super hard with the shed hunting thing because i knew there was more competition now so i was doing the same type of stuff as before setting like using the cameras to my advantage following feeding areas i was able to tell where he was feeding because of how wide his, his rack was so when he would eat in the snow i'd literally be able to see like where his antlers were brushing the snow away um, when he was feeding you know so i'd be like all right this is this is him in this feeding area camera up you know and then just kept kept doing that over and over and over and uh one day in February, literally like a foot and a half of snow on the ground. I got video of it too. I'm like up to my knees in snow and, uh, I'm circling this bedding area and on my way out, I see, you know, like a fresh set of tracks, like exiting where I just come from. Cause I kind of did a horseshoe, you know? So I'm like, huh, I must've spooked something out of there, you know? So I'm like, all right, let me just backtrack this one more track. You know, let me just backtrack this last set and see, see where it goes, see where the bed is, you know? So, I backtrack that track and I get about a hundred yards in and mind you, it's like thick hellhole this whole time. So I'm like climbing through mountain Laurel and um, I get to an area and I look and I'm like, huh, looks like a nice couple set of hemlock trees there. That'd be a good place for a bed. And I look under it and I can see some tines sticking up and it ended up being one side of his antler, like oh, barely man. poking up through the snow, you know? So then I get that one and I'm holding it. I'm excited to shit. I'm like, fuck yes, yes, yes. You know, I'm ec ecstatic. And then, uh, you know, I'm backing up and I'm trying to, you know, slow down calm. Let's see where this track is. See if I can find the other side and uh, where those tracks came from buried in the snow. I saw one, you know, two inches of a tine sticking up. The other one was right there. So I got both of them. And, um, the crazy part of that too is a week before when I was setting up some of the cameras in that area, I was at a spot and I had found, um, I had found just an area in the snow where they had been traveling back and forth. And I knew it was close to bedding area. And there was a spot where there was just like, just blood all in the snow, you know, fresh blood from like that day. And this was like probably a week and a half before I found the sheds. So my theory is that that blood was from his pedicles. You know what I mean? Like when he dropped those sheds, cause he was, I mean, they're, they're heavy. You've got to leave a big scab, you know what I mean? So he's probably bleeding for a while there. And ironically, literally where that, where that blood was is like beneath the tree that I killed him in, you know, like I ended up setting wow. up in that tree right there. Um, and that was exactly where, where I got the shot. You know, I knew, I knew I was right in his center core at that point. So, those finding those sheds and, and, and the crazy thing is I literally would have never found those sheds last year at all. If I didn't go out that day in the deep ass snow and happen to see a fresh running track of that buck leaving, I've never in my life would have gone in there looking for his sheds because it's not a feeding area. I know it's a bedding area, but it's literally a thick hell hole of twisted shit that you just like, 
wouldn't go in unless you had to. Um, but yeah, yeah, that, that was a huge piece of the puzzle. And I think that that's what kind of set the whole, you know, me really being able to get him in motion because after I had his sheds and, you know, knew that that blood was probably from him, I started really tightening the cameras up for the next year. And, uh, at the, from the beginning of this year, I had pictures of him with just sprouts on his head and velvet in daytime. And just, it just continued, you know, I'd get him on this camera, then that camera, then this camera, then at night, then, you know, I, I just had a ton and where I ultimately killed him. Um, I had a camera there and I would never, ever get a picture of him in the middle of the night. It was always literally like five in the morning, two in the afternoon. You know, it was always like, just daytime shit there was never never any 11 o'clock three in the mornings it was always right at dusk you know right at right at sunrise or in the middle of the day so i knew that i was like in his damn bedroom you know so crazy man yeah you know just hard work a little bit of luck ended up that's nuts though that's crazy it is nuts man do you, after you had killed the buck, did you get any of the past sheds from any of the other guys that had gotten the sheds? No, there's only one guy that has that set yep. from 2018. And I, I literally like, hold on, where's my phone here? I'll show you. It's <laughs> hilarious. Um, I, I'm a dickhead, dude. Cause once he started becoming a piece of shit, I started, I started kind of being a dick to him. So I don't know if you can see after that when, as soon as I found the sheds, I literally, you know, <laughs> sent him a picture. Uh, and I sent him a picture of me in the snow that day. And I was like, you know, hard work, you know? <laughs> nice. No, you know, literally hard work. That's priceless. One of the first people I sent the pictures to when I got him was that dude, you know? I literally <laughs> sent, it, sent it to him off the bat, just being like, damn, this fucking camera's weird. But just being like, what I do? Hold on. Sent him those things with the pictures. And I was like, send those sheds, bro. Because <laughs> he, he had said to me, you know, he's like, yeah, if you ever kill that deer, I'll give you the sheds, you know? But he's just kind of, I knew he was saying yeah. it in a condescending way when he said it, just kind of being like, you're never going to get them, you know? Yep. So as, as I did it, I was like, send them. Let's go. <laughs> I don't even need them. I don't want them, you know? No, I, right. Yeah. It's more about just me proving to him that he's a P- POS and isn't a man of his word, you know? Yeah, so. that's, a, that's a tough thing. So why don't you take us through kind of the day of and how you kind of pinpointed them down and actually was able to, to kill him? I mean, from the, from the, you know, I was frothing at the bit waiting for opening day. Cause you know, in Massachusetts from, you know, archery season opens up in the Eastern part of the state before it does in the Western part of the state. So, you know, the Eastern part of the state guys get like a week and a half or two weeks leading running start on, on us in the West. And I was getting pictures of him consistently, you know, right at the edge of daylight. So I was just, come on, come on, hurry up, hurry up, hurry up, before he, you know, before he starts exploring, gets on a doe, takes off out of here, whatever, you know. Um, opening opening day comes, I go to an area and I sit and uh, I didn't I didn't hear anything or see anything, but I had pictures of him a couple of days before in there, you know, in the afternoon or whatever. I wasn't hunting in the mornings yet because he was, I would see him going to bed at like four in the morning on some of my cameras you know i had a couple cell cameras in that area and i would see him going to bed at like 4 25 in the morning and i'm like i'm not gonna try to go in there then you know i was like i'll just wait you know until he starts fucking up and then i'll then i'll really get in there but opening day as i'm sitting in the tree i get like my cell camera transfer and i literally have beautiful daytime pictures of him a hundred yards away maybe like across this little path you know on the because when i got i got to the 
I got to a fork in the road when I was making the decision where I was going to sit that night. And I was like, go to the right, to the left. Uh, the wind's probably better to the right. You know, I went to the right. If I would have went to the left, I might have saw him. I might have spooked him. And, you know, this whole story would be different at that point. But, uh, he, you know, he was 100 yards away and I had beautiful, like, friggin' video and, and uh, video and, and stuff of him on that day. And then from then, I just, I literally didn't, I didn't give up. I just kept going you know, I just kept going hard in that area. And then eventually once he started showing himself at all hours in the day of the day in that area where I'd found the, the sheds and the blood across the, across the uh, trail, I started just hunt. I just started burning that stand. I didn't care, you know, cause I had cameras and a few different other betting options. And I was like, all right, screw it. You know, like what's, you know, I either got to be aggressive or it's not going to happen. So I, I just hunted that every single day for like a week. I just kept going in, kept going in, kept going in. And, uh, you know, it, it, it worked out. Some, oh, let's see if it'll play. Yeah, let's see if it'll play there. I That's got, crazy. But yeah, hundred. Oh, <laughs> you, you were on him, on him. Opening day, you know, picture picture that for opening day, though. You know, you got you got that. Nice. You got that happening literally while you're in the stand, a hundred yards away. You know, so That's nuts, wild. man. So yeah, That's that, so that, crazy. That added more to the story of me being like, all right, I'm close. I'm on him. I'm in the right area. Um. And then, then I ended up sitting that scrape that he was hitting there for probably three, three or three sits or something like that. I didn't see anything, you know? And then uh, I made the decision at that point to push about 150 yards in from where that scrape is to, you know, where I had this other cell cam and where I had found that, you know, blood from his pedicles. I was just like, all right, let me just get into that little opening in there. Let me climb through, you know, I'll just, I'll just go in there and see what happens. And then, you know, uh, after after a few times of sitting there, I, I I lucked out. He showed up. You know, I, I I sat there that morning. I get in there, and it's uh up in the tree. And then all of a sudden, I get my six thirty in the morning transfer because I'm a, I'm a psycho. I make him send me. I make the cameras send me pictures every every like two hours. You know what I mean? Just because <laughs> you don't want to like, miss anything. Yeah, yeah, nothing. I know. So I'm um, sitting there six thirty. You know, the sun's barely coming up, and I get the notification. So I'm like kind of looking at it, and I'm like. Oh shit! He was here at four forty-five. Like so, he's in here somewhere. He's bedded in here, close, you know. Um, you know, when, once the sun comes up, I hear a doe kind of like upwind of me blowing. Uh, at you know, as soon as the sun comes up, so now I'm like, what the frig, man? I'm like, the wind is perfect. I should be like fine, you know. But I, I was wasn't taking into consideration that you know the wind's blowing northwest is taking my scent way down here to this like bottom. But then the sense probably pooling at that bottom, heating up with the thermals and then coming up this ridge to my right. And that's, you know, so I'm like, oh, that's what, now I'm second guessing. Should I even be in there? You know, I'm like, damn, I'm getting, you know, I'm getting blown at from upwind, you know? So like, shit, a little bit later in the morning, I start having like, I can hear a, a buck grunting in the thick stuff, probably a hundred yards ahead of me. And I can hear crashing, you know, there's some chasing going on couple hours later uh you know i get i hear some more crunching and then uh you know a little spike horn comes out next to me so now i'm like all right this is this is pre- this is an active area there's something going on here maybe there's a hot dough whatever you know um i leave and and mind you the day before i literally had pictures of him in the morning um with a dough in there you know so i'm like putting this whole story together in my head that's him he's running around up there with the dough you know i get a text at like 11 o'clock um, from my lady saying that, yo, you got to go pick up the kids at school. So I'm like, 
literally like the most action I've had all season. I got a picture of him behind me. Like I hear, you know, him and a doe running around ahead of me all day, but now I got to get down. I got to make the 50 minute hike out of this hell hole and then go, you know, get to, just to get to my truck and then drive and go get my daughter. So I go do that, get them, take them out for pizza, uh, hang out with them for a little while. And I'm like, all right, I'm getting back in the tree for the afternoon. I get back in the tree at like, I don't know, three forty-five, something like that. And uh, mind you, I, I literally hoofed it out of there because I stayed there for as long as I could. And then when I was going back in, I was rushing. So I knew that I, I already smelled like pizza grease and sweat, you know, but I'm like, <laughs> whatever, you know, it's, I, at this point, I'm like, I got to hunt <laughs> also the wall going all the way in. Um, I go in there, I'm sitting, you know, it's, it says it's a south wind too. And a south wind at that point would push my scent from where I was sitting. You know, I, I put the, I'd sat there based on like, all right, I need a north or a west wind because he would always come out on those winds west of me. So I'd be good, you know? So I'm like, all right, it's south. That shouldn't affect that too much. Um, but it is going to blow my scent to where I heard all that activity before. But whatever, you know, I'm thinking if the, if this, buck is on a doe he's not going to be really paying attention he's just going to be up her ass the whole time running around you know um so I, I get there and then all of a sudden the wind doesn't feel south it's literally blowing directly into where I, I believe he's bedded you know and i'm like what a waste so i'm texting my buddies and uh i'm like dude this is the worst the wind sucks like i'm screwed there's no point in me even being here but it's too late so i'm not going to get down maybe i'll get lucky and uh the next text that i sent them was i just smoked him you know so um I was sitting there one point and behind me, I could hear because I'm, I'm literally in like a giant laurel thicket at this point. I'm, I mean, it's gotta be a thousand yards all around me of just hell laurel. So I heard him way before I saw him, you know, like behind me, I kept hearing like shit snapping and breaking, but I'm like, eh, could be anything, you know? Then all of a sudden at one point it sounded like a bulldozer was like a hundred yards to my right, just kept plowing through. And I'm like, what the hell is that? And I kept like breaking my neck to look and just waiting nothing, you know? And then all of a sudden after about 15 minutes, I look and I just see a glimpse of the side of his rack, like moving through the laurel. And I'm like, Holy shit. I, you know, I was excited just to see him at that point. Cause right. you know, he was digital forever for me. It was just pictures. And so this know, is the uh, first time you've ever seen him on hoof. Yeah. First, first time a hundred percent sure it was him. You know, I'd saw, right. I had an experience last the year before where I saw what I thought was him in the same area, mind you, with a doe, you know, um, but it was like in the thick hell hole and it was only for a second, but you know, I, I couldn't, I couldn't tell you it was hundred percent him, but yeah, this was the first time I was like, that's, that's him hundred percent. That's him. So he's moving away from me. The wind's out of the South. He's walking with the wind at his back, but I'm in a, I'm in the gully. So the thermals are dropping down. So he's probably got a little bit of a tailwind that he's getting a scent from, but he's also got the thermals dropping into his face and he's moving up the ridge and he's kind of getting away from me. And it literally looks like, I don't know if you guys fish at all, but it reminded me of, cause this Laurel is like seven, eight feet high. It reminded me of what it looks like when a bass moves through lily pads. Yeah. Mm -hmm. you, know, you see the lily pads all moving. So all I'm seeing from my stand is literally just the tops of the bushes moving and snap break. And I'm just, so all I'm seeing is like the bushes moving, going up the ridge. And I'm like, all right, he's getting further away. He got to, you know, kind of the top of that hill at one point. And I was like, fuck it. Let me just grunt at him. You know, I grunted. He didn't move for probably 15 minutes. Didn't move a muscle. And I mean, the only reason I knew that is because I didn't hear anything else and I didn't see anything moving. Then all of a sudden I started hearing a little bit more noise, uh, you know, some shit snapping and stuff. And I'm like, fuck, he's walking away. But I, I still at this point was literally excited. I just saw him, you know, I'm like, 
yes. And then all of a sudden, like 50 yards in front of me, I just start seeing like a bush shaking and, <laughs> and then he, you know, he's, he was literally like swimming through that stuff. And then he'd poke his head up and then kind of look around a little bit and then put his head back down and keep breaking through everything and then pop up. Eventually he gets to like 20 yards and he's, um he's kind of quartering to me, but he's, I don't know, five steps, maybe less from hitting my little boot trail, walking in and catching my wind. Cause the wind's out of the South. Like I said, and he's kind of, he's kind of coming in like this. So I just let him have it right there. Um, and luckily, you know, I, I clipped his heart, got both lungs, a little bit of liver. He, he spun around and ran maybe 20 yards, not even. And, you know, I thought, I thought for a second, I may be totally whiffed. I'm like, dude, I just, I just whiffed, you know, he just, he just ran and stopped and he's just standing there now wondering what the hell happened. But, uh, you know, I ended up getting down and, and checking the arrow after I didn't fall out of the tree. <laughs> right. <laughs> It's mind you, I, I took a picture while I was up there of like, you know, I put my finger like this is where he was, took another picture. This is where he landed, because once I got to the ground, it's not like open hardwoods. It's not like a piney swamp. You know, it's so thick and twisted there that once you get in the laurel or you're in that thicket, everything looks the same. And I'm not going to have any, you know, any way of knowing what's what, you know, so. And at that I time, get, you're by yourself. So you can you can't yeah. match anything. And it's hilarious. As I'm getting out of the tree, like I drop my phone, like down, like 25 feet that lands on the ground. I'm like, get out of the tree, get all the way to the bottom. And then I'm like excited to go see him. So I, I start like climbing through all the laurel, trying to get to my arrow. I get to my arrow and find it. And it's like sopping wet with blood. I mean, like literally looks like just jello all over. And I'm like, like he's totally done. You know, there's no question. Then I realize I don't have my phone, you know? So I'm like, right, I gotta get my phone. So now I'm climbing like, <laughs> 60 you know yards through this hell hole again trying to get to like where my phone is i get my phone go back take a picture of the arrow send it to my buddies and then climb through the stuff and i mean it's just blood sprayed all over everything and and so i, I was happy that it was a quick ethical shot you know just because you know even when you walk up on them too it's like it's one of those things where you you it was probably the most majestic thing that i ever saw in the woods you know like just the most epic of king deer you know wild and you know this is the king of this forest and and i see him and i get to witness it and then i'm like die you know so it's like you walk up to him <laughs> you walk up to him and you're like damn like shit you know it's like it's just been such a journey it was such a journey man i was excited but at the same point it's bittersweet because you you develop these these relationships with these animals over time and you put so much time in and, and, you know, then, then it's over, you know, you're sitting there and like you, you, you did what you set out to do, but now, now it's literally over and I'm still depressed. Yeah. Cause now what do you do? Like, do you have a target deer that you want to go chase or? No, the problem was I, I started off with three targets, um, killed two of them now. And the other one that I was on to, that was like of equal caliber ended up, um, I don't know what happened to him, but you know, the coyotes got him or something, but I ended up getting both of his sheds as well. But yeah, wow. so now I'm, now I'm at the point where I'm going to start. I'm actually going to go tomorrow. I've been meaning to check out a bunch of these areas that have similar terrain features and, and vegetation. And they're just in the middle of, you know, nowhere hell holes. I'm just going to go out there, put some cameras now and just start kind of scouting for shed season, you know, see if I can get something, get something good on camera that, that That's, get yep, the spark. Find the next one. That's crazy, man. That's like complete and utterly beast mode. Like, I, I don't think that a lot of people understand it that might not be from our area, but like, that's like, 
that's not a typical thing that happens around here. Going no. out and finding and matching those sheds and then working on that deer constantly year after year after year. I mean, you're talking it's not like you know, and not not to not to put down the Midwest of any sort, but like it's an easier thing to do because you can scout that deer across the big ag field. You know where kind of what block it could be in or the for Parsons. You're talking I mean, the area that you're probably I mean, in my mind and vision, it's probably a couple thousand acres. Oh, it's close to 10,000 acres. Of yeah. just giant hardwoods. Yeah, woods yeah. with no roads. No vehicle access, just straight woods with no roads. And people don't understand that. Like, it's not the same. It's not even relatively close to anything that yeah. is <laughs> it, that these people hunt. Oh, <laughs> here we go. Now he's teasing. <laughs> we should have videoed this. <laughs> God. That's that's last year's bone for man, you know. Hey, Steve, hit hit record. <laughs> Hold on a second, Pat. <laughs> we need a little bit of video evidence. We'll Recording use Recording in progress. <laughs> Go ahead. Jeez, man, that's insane, bro. So what year is this? This is last year's. Wow. Yeah, that's that's last year's. Um, wow. Shit, you know? Now, do you think that he's on the deduction when you had shot him? How old do you think that he is? I think I think he's eleven here, because um, I, I literally, you know, the first the first set that I have is from 2015 head, and he he already he already is heavy like this, and already has stuff like this poking out, you know. Um, so at that point, I'm like, he's old, you know. Eleven yeah, years old. Are you gonna have him aged? Yeah, yeah. I'm sending the teeth in. Wow, that's incredible. 11 years old. And just to add to the same the same sort of this puppy right here, which these tines are like 14 inches long. Enormous. It's he's up there. It's the one with the drop time. Wow. Wow. So that was that was the first one. Yeah, the first one to be able to finish that, you know, finish the complete set story sort of situation with uh with a specific with a specific buck and i and i had a couple years of sheds from him too i had like one side from the year before that so that's that's my new thing is if i end up with both of your sheds you're in trouble <laughs> that's it it's over right yeah if i get one eh, if i get both though it's, it's a bad day so the drop time buck what did that score out at um i gotta look again but it was, it was recording like, stopped is it 160s or 150s somewhere? Wow, that's an absolute. I don't, I don't know. I mean, yeah, that's. The it doesn't matter. I think it's confused, but he's a beast. Yeah. Yeah, that's an absolute. And, and giant at that point, him. he was a six pointer, you know? So he's a six pointer with a drop, and he was still in the 150s, you know? So, like, that's. So he doesn't even have brow tines. Zero brow tines, yeah. Jeez. And he's one. <laughs> Wow, yeah. I, I gotta find. I have the paper somewhere. That's crazy, man. No, it's. It, I don't think it really matters at that point if it's if it's that high and it's only a six pointer. That's crazy. Yeah, yeah. You know, he was he was insane, and he, and he was big like that for probably three years. You know, like he was he was huge. And and what and what did the electric buck tape at? Did you have a rough estimate on him? Um, his sheds last year were one eighty three or something like that with a eighteen inch spread. His spread wow. is twenty four um this year wow. and i think he's very similar um the problem is it's like the way some of the junk is you know i, I don't know how they score deduct this that with right it, you know, right right palmated is that one point or is that three points you know like all that i get stuff. you so, so yeah the, i think i think he's going to be equivalent i think i think he's definitely 180s 
you know, maybe yeah. higher. I don't know. Who knows? It's a but, great buck, man. It doesn't really matter. I mean, especially for a, a New England buck, it doesn't matter. I think that the story that falls behind it and how long that you've been chasing that deer, and I mean, how old that deer is. I mean, talk about a big, mature buck. I mean, it just it doesn't. They don't get like that. They just no, don't no, get like that. No. They don't have the chance. You know, they don't. They don't usually have the chance to. And and that's what. To me, I was telling my buddies the same thing. I wouldn't care if he was a if he was a 110 class deer. I just had to close the chapter. You know what I mean? Like right. for me, it wouldn't have mattered if he if he went way downhill. Like I was gonna still. I was, uh, I'm, I was finishing this story one way or another. You know? Yeah, uh, but he's I think still, he's still huge. I think that the addiction part of it and how crazy it is. Like people talk about you know chasing certain deers, deers. Certain deer to, oh, to, to certain deer. Keep it out the wood. <laughs> yeah. Um that you uh you know, they'll chase certain deer to a certain extent, you know, and just not to that level though, man. Like that's insanity. No, no, it it really is. And and like I said at the beginning of the, you know, kind of the your podcast is I come from an addictive family and everything you know, I, I became obsessed. You know, I I, I literally would just be looking at maps i'm laying in the bed next to my you know a lady like looking at fucking maps and shit like that worried about that like i get like a you know two hour window to do something you know and i'm like i gotta go out there and you know change the batteries and check that camera or whatever you know i i had so many cameras out there i would and that's another part of it too is just buying cameras after cameras after cameras different you know buddies that would be going to straight to sell cameras i would take over there regularly be like dude i'll take all those off you know give me 200 bucks for that <laughs> set of 10 you know that you're not using it anymore um so i just had a ridiculous amount of cameras close to 100 out in the woods like scattered around just because i was trying to figure out like in this huge parcel of land like where the hell this thing traveled and ultimately i learned in the end that his daylight core where he felt comfortable was small you know maybe 300 acres um which it sounds huge but it's like that's the size of the area where i would have daylight pictures of him but really where he where i ended up killing him and it's probably close to 25 or something like that where he was his his bedding area um but just you know it took all that it took a zillion batteries you know like i when you run cameras all year you got to change them like four times a year. You know, I tried lithiums for a while, but like that shit was just killing the wallet, you know? So I would just use the regular, regular batteries and the summer when it gets real hot drains the hell out of the batteries. And then the winter when it would get real cold, that drains the hell out of the batteries. So you got all these cameras and you're changing them that much. It just, it, it was just ridiculous. And it's, like I said, it's an, it's totally an addiction, but you know, I always told myself it's a, it's a healthy one. It kept me in shape. Some some days when I'd be shed hunting or, or just uh, scouting, I think I think my uh, maximum amount that I ever did because I always would track myself was 17 miles in one day of just scouting, shed hunting. You know, in, in my I don't know how many floors it was too because it's hilly country, but usually I'd probably average like 11 something like that on an average day, and I, and I would go four or five days a week, maybe more. You know. Wow. Um, any any chance I could get, and I'd just stay up at night and do my work at night. You know, I'd be up all night editing, and then next morning get up, go that hard. But I mean, it's, I guess it's two sides of things. Yeah, it took a it took a ton of time, but maybe that's just because I suck. You know what I mean? Like maybe somebody else, <laughs> yeah. maybe somebody else yeah, found that first set of shit. 
someone, no. someone else would have found the first set of sheds and knocked them down like two months later. No, I don't think that it works like that. I, I really don't. And people don't realize how far these deer actually travel. So like yeah. from, from where you found the first shed and you started this whole entire journey, as far as the crows flies to where you killed them, how far was it in relation? It's close to two miles. Wow. Right. So to yep. get onto that core area was two yeah, then, miles away. And then, you know, if you think of, you know, say this, is the, say this is the patch of woods and I find the sheds here at that point, you know, I'm going from every direction at that point. Cause that's my center. So I'm like, I'm going North from there. I'm going East, West. I'm going every direction from that set of sheds trying to find them, but only one direction is actually going to lead me to where he's really coming from. You know? Oh, um, so you're putting your work out wider. Yeah. Yeah. To try and figure out which direction he actually goes. Exactly. And that's what, that's what I had to keep doing. And that, you know, hindsight's twenty twenty. Now that I look back at where I killed him and where I discovered his core to be all of the other pieces of the puzzle make sense now, you know, like the reason his sheds were there, you know, like just, it, it just all made sense after, but until you have all of the pieces of the puzzle, you can't see the entire picture, you know? So yeah it's nuts man do you think that you could recreate what you did with the electric buck with other deer in the future that that's the plan and the 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 hope is that it shouldn't take as long hopefully hopefully i learn something in this process that can help me to kind of speed it up you know um and that, that's that's what i'm hoping but like i said i'm not even i don't know we'll have to see hopefully some out there can excite me because now i'm I don't want to do it if it's not challenging, you know, like I'm uh, an average 10 pointer now isn't going to, you know, I, I'll, I feel jaded, man. And it's, it's screwed up to say, but I really do. I'm like, I feel like I'm like, do I, you know, like what, what am I going to do now? Like, I don't know. I don't, it's, it's weird. It's a weird, it's a weird place to be in just because forever I was just, I'm going to still hunt and just have fun hunting. Cause I love it. But as far, I'm, I'm never putting in the same effort that I put in towards him, you know? So I just Until you find out. something of equal value or something that you want to track down to that point. Yeah, hopefully not. I mean, hopefully I'm, I'm hoping not, man. I'm hoping I just can, you know, get away with shooting four corns for the rest of my life and just make it. <laughs> it's, like, it's like that thing that we all talk about. So, so what happens when, when you shoot your first 200, do you just hang up your wall? You know what I'm saying? And you've literally just accomplished that for what is it equivalent to a new England 200? Yeah. Yeah. And I know. And it's, and it's, I really feel that way. I'm like, you know, do I just become a shed hunter now? Like, what what do I do? (laughs) I think it's a good, good place to be, man. And I think, you know, congratulates, congratulations on, on the big buck, man. And and the amount of time and effort that you put into them. It's, it's an incredible story, dude. Like when I had first seen it and I mean, you started in 2016. Yeah. I mean, you're talking, you put your blood, sweat and tears into that. Oh yeah. Yeah. And, and, and a lot of, um, there's a lot of people that, that, you know, have, have been a part of the journey and, and been there along the way. And, and they were all saying the same thing. They're like, bro, there's, you know, nobody else deserved that deer more than you. And, um, you know, that's, that's, that's part of the story with it too. It's just, uh, I have some friends that, you know, in my mind are better hunters than me, you know, they're great. They, and they've had very similar stories where they've been chasing a giant and then all of a sudden, you know, rifle season happens and, you know, Gone. some, some schmuck, you know, goes in there and, and blasts some drunk, you know what I mean? Yep. And it's and not that, deserved. That, that's how his story ends. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. So it's like, I, you know, there's always a component of fate and luck in these situations, but at the end of the day, you have to stack the deck in your favor and you have to literally 
do everything possible to try to to try to make it happen and i had to do that it's it's, it is a crazy story man look at the whole the whole you know every bit of it from you know finding the sheds and trying to track the deer down that's hard enough but then you got like a dude who's out there putting you know posts on social media on hunting pages of literally dropping a pin and this dude wasn't off by much you know what i mean like he literally was like within you know a half a mile where he dropped this pin of where i killed him you know what i mean just being like look at this buck i got over in this area you know and just you know the in then at that point there's influxes of guys you know I had guys coming from surrounding states you know that that muzzleloader year was nuts you know guys coming in there with guns trying to it's, it's just deer. it's yeah, just well, nuts a deer that big doesn't get that big and that old by being stupid yeah well that was that was part of what kept me uh kept me safe i guess is is that and then just you know everybody you meet along the way it was just it's just nuts man you start you're looking at everybody like, all right, who, who, who's here? You know, who's who's dropping pins, man? One of you guys that, are, you know, someone I know is telling somebody too much because there's people just showing up now. You know what I mean? Like, <laughs> yeah, like, I gotta stop. So, yeah, I went a little I went a little uh, dark this year. I didn't send as many pictures out to as many people. You know, years before I'd be so excited. I'd just be I never told anybody where I hunted. Nobody knew, you know, the town, the, the county, none of that. You know, they just knew it was in somewhere in Mass. So mm-hmm. I would be talking to people and send pictures and stuff. But this year, I, I, I really held off on a lot of that just because of how much bull crap came with it the year before. You know, I'm like, all right, no, I'm not dealing with any of that. Let's keep it quiet and just get it done. Did you get a lot of negativity or gripe from people after you had taken the deer? No, no, that's that's the uh, that's the one crazy thing, and and I, I wasn't expecting any anyway because anybody who hunts in this area and anybody who knows me, literally knows that there's no one you know going as hard as I go. So right. there's, there's no way you can hate on it. It's like dudes out there in that's the rain, a good thing. three feet of snow, like he's just going. You know, you can't you can never look at it like it was lucky. You know, I wasn't a silver spoon, you know, buck. You know. Well, the reason I say that is because, like, you know, there was a there was a double drop time buck that was shot here uh, in Connecticut, and the guy shot it, and the neighbor was like, "I had that thing on my trail camera, and he came in and poached it." And there's always a lot of those one offs where when people shoot big deer, that the stories, you know, people make up stories or their jealousy and so on and so forth. Yeah, That's why I, I, I like. To I haven't add. seen I haven't seen any of that yet, and honestly, I hope not. I don't. I don't think. I don't think as many people had pictures of them as you know there really isn't that many people it's it's a it's a it's a hellhole of an area you know um Mm -hmm. you gotta be crazy to go in there it's one of those areas that like if you were walking in the woods you'd be like all right well we can go here you obviously can't go that way you know and that's the way i would go you know i'd be like all right climbing through the thorn bushes you know Um, you gotta do that yeah i mean i would do that all the time and i would do that to find kind of the runs once i would get in there and start climbing through that crap i would find deer runs you know that they've been using for friggin forever you know and nobody will go in there see that's a that's a good thing to do you got to go through that what you don't want to go through to find the deer that's that's it man and that's just a metaphor for any form of success in life at all is you gotta you gotta push through the bullshit to get to the to get to the glory you know what i mean you gotta push through the the hard times to to get to the 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 peaceful times or, or whatever man it's just it's just part of it any any sort of success is it doesn't if it happens easy it ends easy you know mm-hmm. so absolutely so yeah not i i feel blessed man like i said i put in a ton of work but I, I feel like there's still a component of fate and 
like I said, I'm just I'm just glad it all came together the way it did because it, it didn't it didn't have to. You know what I mean? Like it, it could have gone a thousand different ways. Absolutely, man. Well, it happened. He's down. <laughs> He's probably yeah. at the taxidermist. <laughs> he is. He is. He's waiting patiently to be, you know, memorialized on the wall, you know. That's um, awesome. It, it is, man. It's crazy. It's crazy. Well, I got one last question for you, Pat, man. I don't want to take up too much more of your time, man. It's, uh, is what drives you outdoors? Um, freedom. Just, just the ability to, to, to be free and just not have, you know, it, I think you really live in the moment. And, uh, you know, I explained to a lot of my friends that aren't outdoorsmen, you know, they're like, like they, they don't understand hunting. And I try to explain to them being able to watch the world wake up from within the world, you know, like, you know, on a daily basis, most of us, we wake up, we roll over, we see our kids, we get ready for school. We look at our phones, you know, we're, we're not really seeing the world wake up, but when you're, you climb into the woods in the dark and you know, you're 25 up in a 25 feet up in a tree in the dark and you're just sitting there and you, you hear the first squirrels moving and rustling leaves and then a few birds chirping over here. And then, you know, the squirrels wake up and they're communicating and then the sun rises and the, the leaves, you know, just all of that together is just an experience that I think a lot of people don't get to have because they're plugged in. So what drives me is the fact that I get to unplug and really enjoy the freedom of uh, what, what the, what this planet is and, and what life is about. Outstanding. Well, Patrick, before we let you go, anyone who wants to follow your story, how can they find you? Where do they follow you? What's your platforms? Yeah. Well, I got a, I got a, you know, family IG, which is a S E V underscore the number one. Um, but I, I got to do an outdoors one. People are, <laughs> people are telling me all the time because they go on there and they're confused. They're like, this is some guy standing with Rick Ross. <laughs> he's got 11, he's got 11 kids on a swing in another picture. So well, gotta, that's, gotta... that's what I was, uh, before the podcast had started, I was trying to show Steven, uh, the buck and everything. And I was like, I go on your Instagram and it, there was no pictures of deer on there. And I was like, yeah, right, I, never mind. I'll go have to go on yeah. Facebook. Yeah. I gotta, I gotta, uh, I gotta do that. I gotta come up with, with one specific for it. Um, and, and I really, it's it's not intentionally like that it's just you know yeah that's i don't, I don't use social media that, yeah. that much you know I'm, I, you're I doing it for the right reason as steven said I, i'm right there with you man you're not killing these deer to promote it on social and look at me and you're doing it for you you're doing it yep. for the right reasons yeah so yeah. outstanding well pat thanks for joining us again it's been a pleasure and a hell of a story congratulations on not just that deer but all of your deer you've done a hell of a job Thanks, man. I appreciate you guys recognizing that. Anytime, man. And for everybody out there listening, we want to thank you guys for taking a ride right here on the Outdoor Drive. Thanks.